Exile, Chapter 3, Snakes and Swords How many ten days has it been? Dinan signaled to Breeza in the silent handcode of the drow. How many ten days have we hunted through these tunnels for our renegade brother? Dinan's expression revealed his sarcasm as he motioned the thoughts. Breeza scowled at him and did not reply. She cared for this tedious duty even less than he. She was a high priestess of Loth, and had been the eldest daughter, accorded a high place of honor within the family structure. Never before would Breeza have been sent off on such a hunt. But now, for some unexplained reason, Sinefei Hanet had joined the family, relegating Breeza to a lesser position. Five, Dinan continued, his anger growing with each darting movement of his slender fingers. Six, how long has it been, sister? He pressed. How long has Sinef... I mean, Shanane, been sitting at Matron Malice's side? Breeza's snake-headed whip came off of her belt, and she spun angrily on her brother. Dinan, realizing that he'd gone too far with his sarcastic prodding, defensively drew his sword and tried to duck away. Breeze's strike came fast, easily defeating Dinan's pitiful attempt at a parry, and three of the six heads connected squarely on the elder boy Duarden's chest and shoulder. Cold pain spread through Dinan's body, leaving only a helpless numbness in its wake. His sword arm drooped, and he started to topple forward. Breeze's powerful hand shot out and caught him by the throat as he swooned, easily lifting him onto his toes. Then, looking around at the other five members of the hunting party to ensure that none were moving in Dinan's favor, Breeze slammed her stunned brother roughly into the stone wall. The high priestess leaned heavily on Dinan, one hand tight against his throat. A wise male would measure his gestures more carefully, Breeze snarled aloud though she and the others had been explicitly instructed by Matron Malice not to communicate in any method other than the silent code once they were beyond Menzoberranzan's borders. It took Dinan a long while to fully appreciate his predicament. As the numbness wore away, he realized that he could not draw breath, and though his hand still held his sword, Breeza, outweighing him by a score of pounds, had it pinned close to his body. Even more distressing... His sister's free hand held the dreaded snake-headed whip aloft. Unlike ordinary whips, the evil instrument needed little room to work its snap. The animated snakeheads could coil and strike from close range simply as an extension of the wielder's will. Matron Malice would not question your death, Breeza whispered harshly. Her sons have ever been trouble to her. Dinan looked past his hulking captor to the common soldiers of the patrol. "'Witnesses?' Breeza laughed, guessing his thoughts. "'Do you really believe they will speak against the High Priestess for the sake of a mere male?' Breeza's eyes narrowed and she moved her face right up to Dinan's. "'A mere male corpse?' She cackled once again and released Dinan suddenly, and he dropped to his knees, struggling to regain a normal rhythm of his breathing. "'Come!' Breeza signaled in the silent code to the rest of the patrol. I sense that my youngest brother is not in this area. We shall return to the city and restock our packs. Dinan watched his sister's back as she made the preparations for their departure. He wanted nothing more than to put his sword between her shoulder blades. Dinan was smarter than to try such a move, though. 
Breeza had been a high priestess of the Spider Queen for more than three centuries and was now in the favor of Loth, even if Matron Malice and the rest of House Duarden was not. Even if her goddess had not been looking over her, Breeza was a formidable foe, skilled in spells and with the cruel whip always ready by her side. "'My sister!' Dinan called to her after she started away. Breeza spun on him, surprised that he would dare to speak aloud to her. "'Accept my apologies,' Dinan said. He motioned for the other soldiers to keep moving, then returned to use the hand code so that the common soldiery would not know his further conversation. "'I am not pleased by the addition of Sinefei Hanet to the family,' Dinan explained. Breeza's lips curled up into one of her typically ambiguous smiles— Dinan couldn't be sure if she was agreeing with him or mocking him. "'You think yourself wise enough to question the decisions of Matron Malice?' her fingers asked. "'No,' Dinan signaled back emphatically. "'Matron Malice does as she must and always will for the welfare of House Duarden. But I do not trust the displaced Hanette. Sinefe watched her house smashed into bits of heated rock by the judgment of the ruling council.' All her treasured children were slain, and most of her commoners as well. Can she truly be loyal to House Duarden after such a loss? Foolish male, Breeza signaled in reply. Priestesses understand their loyalty is owned only to Loth. Sinefe's house is no more, thus Sinefe is no more. She is Shanane Duarden now, and by the order of the Spider Queen, she will fully accept all the responsibilities that accompany the name. I do not trust her, Dinan reiterated. Nor am I pleased to see my sister, the true Duarden, move down the hierarchy to make room for her. Shanane should have been placed beneath Maya, or housed among the commoners. Breeza snarled at him, though she wholeheartedly agreed. Shanane's rank in the house is of no concern to you. House Duarden is stronger for the addition of another high priestess. That is all a male need care about. Dinan nodded his acceptance of her logic and wisely sheathed his sword before beginning to rise from his knees. Breeza likewise replaced the snake whip on her belt but continued to watch her volatile brother out of the corner of her eye. Dinan would be more careful around Breeza now. He knew that his survival depended on his ability to walk beside his sister, for Malice would continue to send Breeze out on these hunting patrols beside him. Breeze was the strongest of the Duarden daughters, with the best chance of finding and capturing Drizzt, and Dinan, having been a patrol leader for the city for more than a decade, was the most familiar of anyone in the house with the tunnels beyond Benzabaranzan. Dinan shrugged his rotten luck and followed his sister back down the tunnels to the city. A short respite, no more than a day, and they would be back on the march again, back on the prowl for their elusive and dangerous brother, whom Dinan truly had no desire to find. Gwenhyver's head turned abruptly and the great panther froze perfectly still, one paw cocked and ready to move. You heard it too, Drizzt whispered, moving tightly to the panther's side. Come, my friend, let us see what new enemy has entered our domain. They sped off together, equally silent, down corridors they knew so very well. Driz stopped suddenly, and Gwenhyver did likewise, at the echo of a scuffle. It was made by a boot Driz knew, and not by some natural monster of the Underdark. 
Driz pointed up to a broken pile of rubble overlooking a wide and mini-tiered cavern on the other side. Gwenhaver led him there, where they could find a better vantage point. The drow patrol came into view only a few moments later, a group of seven, though they were too far away for Driz to make out any particulars. Driz was amazed that he had heard them so easily, for he remembered those days when he'd taken up the point position on such patrols. How alone he'd felt then, up at the lead of more than a dozen dark elves, for they made not a whisper with their practiced movements, and they kept to the shadows so well that even Drizzt's keen eyes could not begin to locate them. And yet, this hunter that Drizzt had become, this primal instinctive self, had found this group easily. Breeza stopped suddenly and closed her eyes, concentrating on the emanations of her spell of location. What is it? Dinan's fingers asked when she looked back at him. Her startled and obvious, excited expression revealed much. Trist? Dinan breathed aloud, hardly able to believe. Silence! Breeza's hands cried out to him. She glanced around to survey her surroundings, then signaled to the patrol to follow her into the shadows of the wall to the immense and exposed cavern. Breeza nodded her confirmation to Dinan then, confident that their mission would at last be completed. "'Can you be sure it's Drizzt?' Dinan's fingers asked. In his excitement, he could barely keep the movements precise enough to convey his thoughts. "'Perhaps some scavenger. We know our brother lives,' Breeza motioned quickly. "'Matron Malice would no longer be out of Loth's favor if it were otherwise. And if Drizzt lives, then we can assume that he possesses the item.' The sudden evasive movement of the patrol caught Drizzt by surprise. The group could not possibly have seen him under the cover of the jutting rocks, and he held faith in the silence of his footfalls and of Gwenhyber's. Yet Drizzt felt certain that it was he the patrol was hiding from. Something felt out of place in this whole encounter. Dark elves were rare this far from Menzaboranzan. Perhaps it was no more than the paranoia necessary to survive in the wilds of the Underdark, Drizzt told himself. Still, he suspected that more than chance had brought this group to his domain. "'Go, Gwenhyver,' he whispered to the cat. "'View our guests and return to me.' The panther sped away through the shadows, circumventing the large cavern. Drizzt sank low into the rubble, listened, and waited. Gwenhyver returned to him only a minute later, though it seemed like an eternity to Drizzt. "'Did you know them?' Drizzt asked. The cat scratched a paw across the stone. "'Of our old patrol?' Drizzt wondered aloud. "'The fighters you and I walked beside.' Gwenhyver seemed uncertain and made no definite movements. "'A Hanet, then,' Drizzt said, thinking he had solved the riddle, how Hanet had at last come looking for him to repay him for the deaths of Alton and Massage, the two Hanet wizards that had died trying to kill Drizzt. Or perhaps the Hanets had come in search of Gwenhyver, the magical item that Massage had once possessed.' When Drizzt took a moment from his pondering to study Gwenhyver's reaction, he realized that his assumptions were wrong. The panther had backed away from him a step and seemed agitated by the stream of suppositions. "'Then who?' Drizzt asked. Gwenhyver reared up on its hind legs and straddled Drizzt's shoulders, one great paw patting Drizzt's neck purse. Not understanding, Drizzt slipped the item off of his neck and emptied its contents into a palm, revealing a few gold coins, a small gemstone, and the emblem of his house, a silvery token engraved with the initials of Dermen Neishersbernen, House Stewarden. Drizzt realized at once what Gwenhyver was hinting at. "'My family,' 
he whispered harshly. Gwentenhever backed away from him and again scratched the paw excitedly across the stone. A thousand memories flooded through Drizzt at that moment, but all of them, good and bad, led him inescapably to one possibility. Matron Malice had neither forgiven nor forgotten his actions on that fated day. Drizzt had abandoned her and the ways of the Spider Queen, and he knew well enough the ways of Loth to realize that his actions had not left his mother in good standing. Drizzt looked back into the gloom of the wide cavern. Come. He panted to Gwenhyver, and he ran off down the tunnels. His decision to leave Menzoberanton had been painful and uncertain, and now Drizzt had no desire to encounter his kin and rekindle all the doubts and fears. He and Gwenhyver ran off for more than an hour, turning down secret passageways and crossing into the most confusing sections of the area's tunnels. Drizzt knew the region intimately, and felt certain that he could leave the patrol group far behind with little effort. But when at last he paused to catch his breath, Drizzt sensed, and he only had to look at Gwenhyver to confirm his suspicions, that the patrol was still on his trail, perhaps even closer than before. Drizzt knew then that he was being magically tracked. There could be no other explanation. But how? he asked the panther. I am hardly the drow they knew as a brother, in appearance or in thought. What could they be sensing that would be familiar enough for their magical spells to hold on to? Drizzt surveyed himself quickly, his eyes falling first upon his crafted weapons. The scimitars were indeed wondrous, but so were the majority of the drow weapons in Menza Baranzen, and these particular blades had not even been crafted in House to Arden, and were not of any design favored by Drizzt's family. His cloak, then, he wondered— the Pivifui was the signpost of a house, bearing the stitch patterns and designs of a single family. But Driss Pivifui had been tattered and torn beyond recognition, and he could hardly believe that a location spell would recognize it as belonging to House Duarden. Belonging to House Duarden, Driss whispered aloud. He looked at Gwenhyver and nodded suddenly. He had his answer. He again removed his neck pouch and took out the token, the emblem of Dermen Nasher's Bernan. Created by magic, it possessed its own magic, a Dwomer distinct to that one house. Only a noble of House Duarden would carry one. Drizzt thought for a moment, then replaced the token and slipped the neck purse over Gwenhyver's head. Time for the hunter to become the hunter, he purred to the cat. He knows he's being followed. Dinan's hands flashed to Breeza. Breeza didn't justify the statement with a reply. Of course Driz knew of the pursuit. It was obvious that he was trying to evade them. Breeza remained unconcerned. Driz's house emblem burned as a distinctive directional beacon in their magical enhanced thoughts. Breeza stopped, though, when the party came to a fork in the passage. The signal came from beyond the fork, but not in any definitive way to either side. Left, Breeza signaled to three of the common soldiers, then right to the remaining two. She held her brother back signaling that he and Dinan would hold their position at the fork to serve as reserve for both groups. High above the scattering patrol, hovering in the shadows of the stalactite-covered ceiling, Drizzt smiled at his cunning. The patrol may have kept pace with him, but would have no chance at all of catching Gwenhyver. The plan had been executed and completed to perfection, for Drizzt had only meant to lead the patrol on until it was far from his domain and weary of the hopeless search. But as Driz floated there, looking down upon his brother and eldest sister, he found himself longing for something more. A few moments passed, and Driz was certain that the dispatched soldiers were a good distance away. 
He drew out his scimitars, thinking then that a meeting with his siblings might not be so bad after all. He moves further away. Breeza spoke to Dinan, not fearing the sounds of her own voice, since she felt certain of her renegade brother's distant position. At great speed. Drizzt was always adept at the Underdark, Dinan replied, nodding. He will prove a difficult catch. Breeza snickered. He will tire long before my spells expire. We will find him breathless in a dark hole. But Breeze's cockiness turned to blank amazement a second later when a dark form dropped right between her and Dinan. Dinan, too, hardly even registered the shock of it all. He saw Driz for just a split second, then his eyes crisscrossed, following the descending arc of a scimitar's rushing hilt. Dinan went down heavily, with a smooth stone of the floor pressing against his cheek, a sensation of which Dinan was oblivious. Even as one hand did its work on Dinan, Driz's other hand shot a scimitar tip close to Breeze's throat, meaning to force her surrender. Breeza was not as surprised as Dinan, though, and she always kept a hand close to her whip. She danced back from Driz's attack, and six snake heads shot up into the air, coiled and watching for an opening. Driz turned full to face her now, weaving his scimitars into defensive patterns to keep the stinging vipers at bay. He remembered the bite of those dreaded whips, like every drow male he had been taught it many times during his childhood. Brother Drizzt! Breeza said loudly, hoping the patrol would hear her and understand the call to come to her side. Lower your weapons. It does not have to be like this. The sound of familiar words, of drow words, overwhelmed Drizzt. How good it was to hear them again, to remember that he was once more than a single-minded hunter, that his life was more than mere survival. Lower your weapons, Breeza said again, more pointedly. "'Why are you here?' Drizzt stammered at her. "'For you, of course, my brother,' Breeza replied too kindly. "'The war with House Sinet is at last ended. It is time for you to come home.' A part of Drizzt wanted to believe her, wanted to forget those facts of drow life that had forced him out of the city of his birth— a part of Drizzt wanted to drop the scimitars to the stone and return to the shelter, and to the companionship of his former life. Breeza's smile was so inviting. Breeza recognized his weakened resolve. "'Come home, dear Drizzt,' she purred, her words holding the bindings of a minor magical spell. "'You are needed. You are the weapons master of House Tuatin now.' The sudden change in Drizzt's expression told Breeza that she had erred. Zach Nefane, Drizzt's mentor and dearest friend, had been the weapons master of House Duarden, and Zach Nefane had been sacrificed to the Spider Queen. Drizzt would never forget that fact. Indeed, Drizzt remembered much more than the comforts of his home at that moment. He remembered even more clearly the wrongs of his past, the wickedness that his principles simply could not tolerate. "'You should not have come,' Drizzt said, his voice sounding like a growl. "'You must never come this way again.' "'Dear brother,' Breeza replied, more to buy time than to correct her obvious error. She stood still, her face frozen in that double-edged smile of hers. Drizzt looked behind Breeza's lips, which were thick and full by drow standards. The priestess spoke no words, but Drizzt could clearly see that her mouth was moving behind that frozen smile. A spell. 
Breeze had always been skilled at such deceptions. Go home, Drizzt cried at her, and he launched an attack. Breeze had ducked away from the blow easily enough, for it was not meant to strike, only to disrupt her spellcasting. Damn you, Drizzt the rogue! She spat, all pretense of friendship gone. Lower your weapons at once, on pain of death! Her snake whip came up an open threat. Drizzt set his feet wide apart. Fires burned in his lavender eyes as the hunter within him rose to meet the challenge. Breeza hesitated, taken aback by the sudden ferocity brewing in her brother. This was no ordinary drow warrior standing before her, she knew beyond doubt. Drizzt had become something more than that, something more formidable. But Breeza was a high priestess of Loth, near the top of the drow hierarchy. She would not be frightened away by a mere male. Surrender, she demanded. Driz couldn't even decipher her words, for the hunter standing against Breeza was no longer Driz Duarden. The savage, primal warrior that memories of dead Zach Nefane had invoked was impervious to words and lies. Breeza's arm pumped and the whip's six viper heads whirled in, twisting and weaving of their own volition to gain the best angles of attack. The hunter's scimitars responded in an indistinguishable blur. Breeza couldn't begin to follow their lightning-quick motions, and when her attack routine was ended, she knew only that none of the snakeheads had found a mark, but that only five of the heads remained attached to the whip. Now, in rage that nearly matched her opponents, Breeza charged in, flailing away with her damaged weapon, snakes and scimitars and slender drow limbs intertwined in a deadly ballet. A head bit into the hunter's leg, sending a burst of cold pain coursing through his veins. A scimitar defeated another decapitating attack, splitting a head down the middle, right between the fangs. Another head bit into the hunter. Another head fell free to the stone. The opponents separated, taking measure of each other. Breeze's breath came hard after the first furious minutes, but the hunter's chest moved easily and rhythmically. Breeze had not been struck, but Drizzt had taken two hits. The hunter had learned long ago to ignore pain, though. He stood ready to continue, and Breeza, her whip now sporting only three heads, stubbornly came in on him. She hesitated for a split second when she noticed Dinan still prone on the floor, but with his senses apparently returning. Might her brother rise to her aid? Dinan squirmed and tried to stand, but found no strength in his legs to lift him. Damn you! Breeza growled, her venom aimed at Dinan or at Drizzt, it didn't matter. Calling on the powers of her spider queen deity, the high priestess of Loth lashed out with all of her strength. Three snake heads dropped to the floor after a single cross of the hunter's blade. Damn you! Breeza screamed again, this time pointedly at Drizzt. She grasped the mace at her belt and swung a vicious overhead chop at her defiant brother's head. Crossed scimitars caught the clumsy blow long before it found its mark, and the hunter's foot came up and kicked once twice, and then a third time into Breeze's face before it went back to the floor. Breeze staggered backward, blood in her eyes and running freely from her nose. She made out the lines of her brother's form beyond the blurring heat of her own blood, and she launched a desperate wide arcing hook. The hunter set one scimitar to parry the mace, turning its blade so that Breeze's hand ran down its cruel edge even as the mace swept wide of its mark. Breeze screamed in agony and dropped her weapon. The mace fell to the floor beside two of her own fingers. 
Dinan was up then, behind Drizzt, with his sword in his hand. Using all of her discipline, Breeza kept her eyes locked on Drizzt, holding his attention. If she could distract him long enough... The hunter sensed the danger and spun on Dinan. All that Dinan saw in his brother's lavender eyes was his own death. He threw his sword to the ground and crossed his arms over his chest in surrender. The hunter issued a growling command, hardly intelligible, but Dinan fathomed its meaning well enough, and he ran away as fast as his legs could carry him. Breeza started to slip around, meaning to follow Dinan, but a scimitar blade cut her off, locking her under her chin and forcing her head so far back that all she could see was the dark stone of the ceiling. Pain burned in the hunter's limbs, pain inflicted by this one and her evil whip. Now the hunter meant to end the pain and the threat. This was his domain. Breeza uttered a final prayer to Loth, and she felt the razor-sharp edge begin its cut. But then, in an instant of black blur, she was free. She looked down to see Driz pinned to the floor by a huge black panther. Not taking the time to ask questions, Breeza sped off down the tunnel after Dinan. The hunter squirmed away from Gwenhyver and leapt to his feet. Gwenhyver, he cried, pushing the panther away. Get her! Kill! Gwenhyver replied by falling into a sitting position and issuing a wide and drawn-out yawn. With one lazy movement, the panther brought a paw under the string of his neck purse and snapped it off to the ground. The hunter burned with rage. What are you doing? He screamed, snatching up the purse. Had Gwenhyver sided against him? Driz backed away a step, hesitatingly bringing his scimitars up between him and the panther. Gwenhyver made no move, but just sat there staring at Driz. A moment later, the click of a crossbow told Drizzt of the absolute absurdity of his line of thinking. The dart would have found him, no doubt, but Gwenhaver sprang up suddenly and intercepted its flight. Drow poison had no effect on the likes of a magical cat. Three drow fighters appeared on one side of the fork, two more on the other. All thoughts of revenge on Breeza flew from Drizzt then, and he followed Gwenhaver in full flight down the twisting passageways. Without the guidance of the high priestesses and her magic, the commoner fighters did not even attempt to follow. A long while later, Drizzt and Gwenhyver turned into a side passage and paused in their flight, listening for any sounds of pursuit. Come, Drizzt instructed, and he started slowly away, certain that the threat of Dinan and Breeza had been successfully repelled. Again, Gwenhyver dropped to a sitting position. Drizzt looked curiously at the panther. I told you to come, he growled. Gwenhyver fixed a stare upon him, a look that filled the renegade drow with guilt. Then the cat rose and walked slowly toward its master. Driz nodded his accord, thinking that Gwenhyver meant to obey him. He turned and started again to walk off, but the panther circled around him, stopping his progress. Gwenhyver continued the circular pacing, and slowly the telltale mist began to appear. What are you doing? Driz demanded. Gwenhyver did not slow. "'I did not dismiss you!' Drizzt shouted as the panther's corporeal form melted away. Drizzt spun about frantically, trying to catch hold of something. "'I did not dismiss you!' he cried again, helplessly. Gwenhyver had gone. It was a long walk back to Drizzt's sheltered cave. The last image of Gwenhyver followed his every step, the cat's saucer eyes boring into his back. Gwenhyver had judged him, he realized beyond any doubt. In his blind rage, Drizzt had almost killed his sister. He surely would have slain Breeza if Gwenhyver had not pounced upon him. 
At last, Driz crawled into his little stone cubby that served as his bedroom. His contemplations crawled in with him. A decade before, Drizzt had killed Massage Hanet, and on that occasion had vowed never to kill a drow again. To Drizzt, his words were the core of his principles, those very same principles that had forced him to give up so very much. Drizzt surely would have forsaken his word this day had it not been for Gwenhyver's actions. How much better, then, was he from those dark elves he left behind? Driz clearly had won the encounter against his siblings and was confident that he could continue to hide from Breeza and from all other enemies that Matron Malice sent against him. But alone in that tiny cave, Drizzt realized something that distressed him greatly. He couldn't hide from himself.